Here we are. Welcome to another episode of Confluence Convergence. No. Kung Fu Conversations? That's the one. Okay, that's us. That's the one. Confluence Convergence? Well, what would yeah. that what would that be? Convergence of Confluence. I don't know. Is that a band name? That sounds complicated. Sounds complicated. Too much for me. Maybe I'd just better stick with Kung Fu Conversations, huh? It's easier. Okay. <laughs> if you want to reach uh, Kung Fu Conversations, you can email us at kungfuconversations at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram, KF Conversations. You can also find us on YouTube at Kung Fu Conversations. We have a Teespring account you should check out. Check out some of our cool merch. Yep. We might be adding to that. Also, in a month or two here pretty soon, we have a Facebook page, Kung Fu Conversations. You can find us at Buy Me a Coffee and support the show, Kung Fu Con Pod. That's Kung Fu Con Pod. And what? We have schools. We do. We have little schools where you can teach you some Kung Fu in person. Yeah, you can reach me at Boulder Internal Martial Arts here in Boulder, Colorado. Or you can check out my, reach out through my blog. Or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. And Facebook, yeah. I'm over here in Longmont. Uh, teaching uh, Wong Ki Wing Chun or Mai Sifu, Sifu Mayor. You can find me under Red Forest Chinese Boxing. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube, Instagram, and am, anything. I can't remember. Yeah, that's enough. You're on all the things. I'm on all the things. Yeah, I don't think you're on TikTok, though. <laughs> no, not not yet. Not, not yet. yet. I actually Ooh. do have one video out there, and I can't even remember what it is. It, oh, and man. it's G doing some of the knife form. All right. And I'm giving him a hard time. There you go. Yeah, making that kid famous. So, yeah, guess what? Today is a very special episode for us. What's special about it, my friend? Today's our two-year anniversary. Two years that we have been Kung Kung Fu Fu conversationing. Yep. Yeah. The show's gone through quite a a transition, if you will. Yeah, it really has. You know, it started off with you and I just jibber-jabbering, and we wanted to interview people, but we wanted to make sure that we had the audio thing down pat, and it took us a little bit, but Mm -hmm. thanks for sticking with us, and that that went along well. And uh, so he did that the first year, mainly just Owen and I, insights on training Mm -hmm. and what we thought about martial arts, maybe some big topics um, some big controversial things, you know, you can go back and check those out. And we still do that. We still have our conversation cause we're always learning things and we're always pra- practitioners forever practitioners as well as, um, teachers as well. So we're learning new things and keeping this conversation going. And then as of last December, last year, we started having conversations with other people starting off with Rosa May and then working mm-hmm. our way up through some other interviews. We're have more interviews coming out. Yep. Um, I'll tell you as someone new to the world of social media and having a podcast, that's, I wouldn't say we're, um, well, we've got some international listeners, so I, we're not the most popular podcast out there, but you and I are nine to fivers and, and we're blue collar guys. So this is a passion of love for us, just like our teaching and our practice is a passion of love. But I found that, um, there's a lot of people <laughs> And I appreciate them. I really do. But there's a lot of people that have volunteered to be on our show. Mm-hmm. So that's I, 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 totally cool. That is super cool. Yeah, it's way cool. I and, love it. And we'll we're hope to have you on the show at some point. But but something that always surprises people is, I'm like, yeah, we're about three or four years booked out. I'm like, how can you be that far booked out? I'm like, well, we work a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. And most of our interviewers, you know, we have a small window where we can actually talk to people. So, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work. It might not work for four or five months. And then we can actually do the interview, mm-hmm. you know, because, again, you and I have nine to five jobs. This is a labor of love. So that's why we're so far booked out in advance. So 
if you're hoping to be on the show, you know, we hope to get you on the show at some point. But again, we are booked pretty far in advance. And so that was a learning curve for me because mm. I handle a lot of the social media side of things, you know. So um, we'd love more people to reach out with topics or take a look at yeah. some of the older episodes. We're always looking for fresh topics. We've got about 30 or 40 in the can that we rotate through, but we try not to regurgitate the same thing over and over again. Yeah, definitely. Each time we we do a topic, we if it's similar, we always try to take a different spin on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we were talking about you know the learning angle. Now we're going to talk about it from the teaching angle, or we might talk about it from both points of views at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on write, a writing project for a friend. Um, he's got a book coming out on uh, Chinese politics, and so I'm working on a chapter. And I have two sets of glasses, if you will that I can look through that um, one is a practitioner and two is a teacher. And so, and we're talking almost 25 years of, you know, looking through that lens. So that's something that I've learned also is, you know, our topics coming up with that. How about yourself? Oh, have you, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this too. You know, anyone we have on the show, you know, we're, we're not going to agree with them 110%. We might not do their styles, so we have no idea. You know what I mean? Well, we don't agree with each other that much. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah, we don't even like each other sometimes. Did you brush your teeth this morning? No, suffer. No, it just the thing is, is you know we're looking for you know some insight from long term practitioners, mm-hmm. but you know we're not endorsing anybody or anything like that. They're their own people, yep. and they're their own school. They're their own organization. We're just happy that they were willing to take some of their time to talk about these topics that we know that they're passionate about anybody that comes on the show, you know, whether you agree with them or not, anybody that we put on here, we want to be passionate about training and about teaching. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, for sure. I think that the, you know, it's just, it's a, this is such an odd, uh, milestone for me. Just, I didn't know, you know, uh, in terms of when we started, where it was going to go or what we were going to do or how it was. And it's really, if anybody would listen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and it's really developed and that's the, that's the fun part for me is, is like to be part of the developing, but also watch it develop in its own direction. Like the things that you and I are both interested in, um, in terms of, you know, information and talking to people and, and, using our background and experience to be able to ask other practitioners who are in the same space um, about, you know, various topics from where they're from, you know, how they practice or how they teach or when, you know, just sort of the history part, like their origin story, where did they get started? And you know, sure. it's been just so much fun for me to talk to, you know, the, I don't even know what it is now, like half more, like a dozen people almost, um, and, you know, we've got more. We've got more in the pipeline. We've got more people we want to talk to. So I think that that's, that's kind of the exciting thing, too, is looking forward. And I think we're getting better as a team because uh, I know I've, I'm for sure getting better as an individual. You know, the other thing, too, is we've actually been on other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep keep your eyes peeled. We might be on a popular, surprisingly, I'm not going to name it until it happens, <laughs> but we actually might be on a popular Wing Chun podcast Uh that we were invited onto and we were honored to be on. And, you know, we've got another podcast that's hoping to be on our show here pretty soon. So we actually get to talk to other podcasters yeah. and how <laughs> it's kind of surreal, you know, cause again, you know, we, 
And, and the funny thing, too, is we may be not only blue-collar guys, but f- when it comes right down to it, you and I both are small-town guys, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so to think, you know, that, you know, we had something worthwhile to say or share is, is pretty cool, but also kind of like, oh, you know, it's the Ricky Bobby thing. It's like, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> you know, cause, cause, you know, we were on the uh, Wing Chun podcast uh, that should be out mid-month here, and it was funny because I talked to that gentleman about once every two or three weeks all the time on social media. But when he got us on the podcast, I felt like I was a rookie podcaster and I didn't know how to speak English quite right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I told him later, I'm like, see if you're going to have to forgive me. Cause I totally bombed on that. He's like, no, you guys were great. He's like, he's like, I got to sit back. And it's so funny too. Cause he said exactly what you and I say. It's like, it's so cool. Cause we get to sit back and let somebody else do the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he said. He's like, I got to sit back, ask you guys some questions and you guys would go off on a topic for like 20 or 30 minutes each. And he's like, I just got to be like, Oh yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I don't, I don't, he's like, I don't care if I agree with you or not. I didn't have to say a thing. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that those sorts of that, the end, that, that's a whole, that's a whole brand new thing for me. Sort of being, interviewed by somebody else and being on somebody else's podcast and, and just the whole podcasting space. That's a, that was a real learning curve, uh, for me, you know, sort of starting from scratch. Cause I come from, I have, you know, somewhat of a technical background based on my job and whatnot, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here talking about something that I love to do. Sure. Like something, that's, something that's physical. And it was, I think, I think that the initial inspiration for it was just, you know, you and I talking for hours Rifting. on end yeah, <laughs> about, sure. about Kung Fu and about what we were doing and about what we thought and about training. And, and it was like, Hey, maybe some of this other people might be interested in some of this stuff. So Sure. You know, it, that's, it's funny too, because you know, that now that I'm teaching, you know, I, I don't want to say quite regularly, but I, I see the guys down at 5280 Shaolin quite a bit mm-hmm. and Sifu John and I will spitball off ideas. He's like, well, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And it's just the systems are different, but how it's trained, how you can learn to train things and pass on information. You know, um, we're hoping to have a guest on here pretty soon. And uh, he really believes that to keep an art traditional and classical, that you keep the forms and the drills the same, but the methodology on how to pass on that information, that can be yours. And the methodology of teaching can be updated. Mm-hmm. And I really agree with him 110% on that. And so I'm looking forward to getting that gentleman on the show. I'll tell you something else too, um, for what it's worth. You know, you and I have both had different goals of kind of doing the show and similar ones too. Mm-hmm. But as far as interviewing people goes, you know, it's almost like a, it's like a living record. It's like a living history. And, you know, maybe a hundred years when we're gone, you know, um, Unless we can find that magical elixir, because that's really what we're kind of doing is we're looking yeah. for that person that's, right. that's got the magical that's kung right. fu pill <laughs> to make us rich and live forever, you know. So, so we're looking for him. Yeah, because Lord knows I don't want to live forever unless I'm rich. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest. We want some honesty. Some hon- maybe that confluence is finally showing. Maybe it's, it's like being broke forever. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to do that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly no. right. Yeah, that's 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 good. That's good. Um, but uh, you got you got five months to live, but you're going to be a multi billionaire. Uh, I don't know. Um, but the other thing too is, you know, I was talking to you, you about this over lunch today. Was I look at it like a audio notebook 
for my own beliefs Mm -hmm. and my own concepts and my own ideas. And it's something that I can look at maybe a year or two down the road and be like, do I believe that? Do I, do I still believe that that's a good way to teach somebody? Do I still believe that that's a good way to train? Do I still believe that, you know, this, you know, a, B and C, and I might be at a point in my life where not only do I not believe that, but I might not even practice that. Sure. So, or, you know, so it becomes an audio notebook to reference. It's a reference point for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll listen to something two years ago. And I was like, do I still believe that? I'll listen to it. And I'm like, am I doing that in my training? Oh yeah, I guess I am. So I guess I still believe that. Mm. So yeah, it's, 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 it's a way for me to catalog some of our thoughts and, and yeah, ideas. Cool. I never thought of it like that, but it does make a lot of sense. You know, just from a, from a, um, a practitioner standpoint, you know, like a training standpoint, like, oh yeah, you know, that's where I was. That's what I was thinking. Those were the, those were the conversations that we were having years ago about these topics and do I feel the same way and do I reference the the information in the same way? Cause I think that that's going to make a big difference for me in terms of my growth over time and getting better. I got a question for you. What would you, do you have any other goals for the podcast? Uh, hopes, dreams you want, you want us to be independently wealthy cause we're going to be sponsored by, you know, Google or Amazon or something like that. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's just, it's always been a labor of love. So I don't, I don't really care about the money, of course. but I think just like teaching yeah. for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, but somebody asked like, how much does Owen charge for, you know, how many, you know, I'm like, he charges this much. So like, Oh, that's the cheapest thing I've ever heard of in Boulder. Yeah. I'm like, it's probably the cheapest thing in the country. So yeah, it's like that. Yeah, yeah, folks, if you're new to Chinese martial arts, um, don't uh, plan on making a living because there's very <laughs> few people out there who can make a living doing this stuff. That's right. Even even teachers who are like from China or people who've spent – who from maybe the States or from the West and have gone there and lived there for many years and then come back and then tried to set up schools and teach – very very difficult they're not eating steak every day bro very very difficult you know and i mean even even like i mean i've met some really good practitioners people who are really good and they're pretty good teachers too and they just they couldn't make it gel there was yeah it was just you know it's kind of sad in a way and you know you think about it that's a whole other practice the business side of things is a whole other practice you know that could be a whole other show in and of itself yeah that is that is a whole thing um real so, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, I see, I see, I see other, you know, Kung Fu schools out there and I'm like, you know, I may not like what they're teaching. I mean, not like how they're teaching it, but I'm like, no, oh, they've been around for 10 years. So and, yeah. I'm like, okay, I get you. Like respect. It's a know, pretty cool Land Rover he's driving around yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes advertising is the best teacher in the world, you know, or makes your, makes your stuff look a lot better than it is. Yeah, it really does. There you kind go. Kind of dresses it up a little bit. I think for me on some of the interviews, I'll leave you with this thought. Um, we're going to try to get some of the older practitioners here in America. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I'm not going to harp on this topic a lot, but I, I, I'm really fascinated on, in some of these seafoods that were Chinese, Chinese mm-hmm. or Chinese born came to America or were American born Chinese. Mm-hmm. What were some of the pushbacks that they got? and the Chinese community for teaching openly to the public. Mm. I'd really like to hear 
mm-hmm. you know, what it was like at the time, you know, um, you know, there's a gentleman that we're going to have on hopefully next month that was around for all that stuff yeah. that opened his school up and we're not a name a name. We're going to surprise everyone with it. That opened up his school in 1972. Yeah. That's 51 years. Is that, that about around as long as you've been around, sir? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been teaching Chinese martial arts mm-hmm. as long as you've been around. Yeah. And he's seen it all. He's worked with a ton of people and, you know, a lot of them in Hollywood as well. And so what I want to know is, was there any pushback from the Chinese community? Mm-hmm. And, you know, sure. and, you know, how did he get around that? How did he work with it? And did he have to take ridicule? And, you know, all these other things, because, I mean, Chinese martial arts have been in America for a long time. Maybe not taught to the public forever, yeah. but it's been around for a long time. But now we're talking half a century that's been openly taught to the public. And what were some of these first practitioners, you know, was it taught differently? Was it taught more stringent? Was it, you know, it wasn't probably like a a, a random buffet where you could pick one from column A, one from column B, you know, and make up your own stuff. It's probably a lot more, everyone's going to be doing the same line things. Was it more line drill oriented, you know, and maybe it depended on the style. So I'd like to talk to a lot more of the older practitioners and kind of, again, catalog that and get that down somewhere so, yeah, so, sure. so that information doesn't get lost yeah. to time. So that's kind of my, one of my goals in, in the next year. Yep. I support that 100%.